0: Coldplay, in demand. Four friends, from University College London, to the world's biggest band. Okay, let's go. Five UK number one albums. Coldplay! 55 million records sold worldwide. Seven times Brit Award winners. We're having the best time of our lives. Tonight, it's Coldplay. In demand.
1: This is Coldplay In Demand. I'm Alex James. Proud to be welcoming Will and Guy to the show. Hello, boys. How's it Hi going? There. You alright? Thank you for allowing us into your dressing room. Not at all. And Sp- recording the show tonight here in Sunderland as well. Yeah. Uh, we'd like to kick off with a very special song, first single release from the latest album. Will one of you introduce every teardrop for us? All
2: right. Hello, this is Will from the band Coldplay, and you are about to hear our first single from the album Milo toad This is every
1: teardrop is a waterfall
0: tonight it's coldplay in demand
1: this is coldplay in demand tonight with will and guy chris and johnny are going to chat a little bit later Uh, but with you guys i'd like to talk about the success of the latest album um and how it still feels all these years on when you achieve a number one album it's your fifth uk number one album does
3: it still feel special or is it kind of are you a bit blasé about it these days I, I don't think there's any room to be blasé, to be honest. I think it's there's so many great musicians and artists out there making great music. I think it's constantly reminds us that we need to keep trying our hardest. So I think, you know, it, it's amazing to, to get a number one album. I think we'll always be an incredible achievement for us and we'll always feel inc- incredibly proud of it and never take it for granted. We're going through a, a phase now on UK radio where it's it's getting more and more difficult for bands
1: with guitars, rock bands, to get their songs played on the radio. Yeah. So what is so special about Coldplay that means <laughs> you're well, still doing def-
2: it? we didn't use as many guitars on this record. I think that's the key. We used a lot of synths, trying to be cool with the kids. <laughs> but no, it's I don't know. We're, we're lucky. I think we came around at a time, you know, when guitar bands were still popular. A lot of and there was a lot in the in the in the charts. And, again, we were very lucky with having a very loyal fan base and people that would come and see us play and people that are still, you know, still um, buying records. And and all, I think we have a... What, what always amazes me at these concerts is that the age range of people that are there. So we have people who are kind of our age, which you would consider kind of middle-aged or a bit older. Uh, and then you have, you know, the, the, some really young kids, which is just amazing for us, Um we, still f- we feel blessed that, that, that the songs that we write somehow connect with, with lots of different people. and The fact that there are that kids interested in our music when there is so much other amazing and interesting stuff going on is, is brilliant.
1: One would say that you made a savvy move by asking Rihanna to appear on Princess of China. How did that process work out?
3: Was that something when you went into recording this album, you knew you wanted to do that? When we went into recording the album, you know, all we really went in with was was an idea that we wanted to try as many different things as possible, and we'd never done any collaborations with anyone before, so it was something that we were open to. And I think Chris had written that song quite a long time ago, um, and he had always had it in his head that Rihanna was going to be singing the you know the female part of the song, and um, we questioned whether we should have anyone sing on our album because we hadn't done it before, and you know, is it cool to do that, you know, is it cool to get somebody who's, you know, got such a huge profile to, you know, to be the, you know, the other half of the duet, or should we get somebody that's got a great voice but is completely unknown? We all love Rihanna, and we came to the decision that, you know, if we're going to get somebody to come and sing on it, it should be the best person, you know, and she's obviously an incredible artist, and, um, and she was the original intention for the female part, so it, it just had to be her, really.
1: All fell into place. It did. Mm. Now, hard choice. Any Rihanna song for us to play right now, not Princess of China. Anything else that you're
2: gotta be it's gotta be We Found Love, I would say. Interesting. I was gonna one. say Umbrella. Oh, oh, cool. oh, oh. oh no, you just gonna sideswipe me. yeah <laughs> What are we gonna do? You see mm.
1: how we go with We Found Love. Because well, it's current Yeah. yeah. Do
0: it. Coldplay in demand. Coldplay In Demand.
1: You're listening to Coldplay In Demand uh, from 9pm tonight. Coldplay live music from the Stadium of Light. Now, let's talk about the contrast of your live performances over the last 12 years or so. Right. Um, Last year, you headlined Glastonbury, Mm -hmm. which was your, I believe, fifth appearance at Glastonbury. Yeah.
2: Third headline. Fifth. Fifth total.
1: How does it feel going from those tiny performances at the beginning when you were at Glastonbury on the smaller stages to do
3: in the pyramid does it still feel good? feels amazing I'm not sure I think I was almost more nervous when we did the kind of small stages yeah. um, because it was so new to us and we only had a few songs and we were still sort of really getting to grips with our instruments and um, you know Glastonbury was a, such a huge you know has always been such a huge part of our lives you know we've all grown up with it I remember the first time that, w- that we played there we ended up getting dropped off at the wrong gate mm-hmm. and um we had about 20 minutes to to run across the whole festival site with all of our instruments and amps and drums and everything. And we literally had to run across the site through everyone with their instruments and and these were in the days when we sort of you know had to set everything up on stage ourselves. I think we had Hoppy who are, who's our oldest roadie. Yeah. who had to set everything up really quickly, but that was terrifying. But it's also equally terrifying headlining because you're just so so eager to to sort of get across really well, you know, because there's a lot of people out there that aren't necessarily Coldplay fans. You know, it's like any festival, you aren't playing specifically to your fans, so you've always got to try and prove yourself to people that, you know, might not be um, hardcore fans. Contrast
1: that with doing something like the X Factor final. Yeah. Uh, just before Christmas last year. Um, there were stories at the time that the band was maybe a little bit divided about making the decision to do that. Is sure. there any truth in that?
2: Well, I think we always question. Every decision we make, you know, we're all about details. We argue about the, you know, the way that things will come across, and we want to, we want to make great decisions that all of us are totally behind. And so we had millions and millions of meetings, about hours spent talking about what we would do, how to do it, and whether it was the right thing to do. I think the thing that swayed it for us was the fact that it was in a, at Wembley Arena, um, and it's a, a kind of a place that we're very comfortable in those types of buildings. We've spent the best part of 10 years playing in those kind of arenas and we felt that we could do something great on TV that loads of people would see. There aren't that many opportunities for bands to play live music on telly. You know, there's no Top of the Pops anymore. There's no, it's, it's hard for bands to play live and the decision came down to would we as music fans like to see great live music on telly on a Saturday night? and we all said yes so that really was how it kind of that was the deciding factor
3: 10 years ago it would be oh, that that's you know you're selling out or that's just you know that's not cool but as will says there's so there's so few platforms to actually perform live music on and i have to say we had we had a really great fun experience doing doing the x factor and and being backstage with everyone it was
1: it was really great fun are there any stars from those kind of shows american uk otherwise who you indulge in listening to or enjoying like the likes of kelly clarkson or Um, leona lewis any anyone who's impressed you she's had it she's brilliant i think leona lewis amazing voice that
2: fantastic cover of, of the snow patrol song was was wonderful I'll put you on the
1: spot then, Will. Would you go rather on. we played Leona's version of Run or the original Snow Patrol version of Run?
2: Oh well, can you do some kind of mashup where you, <laughs> s- where, you kind of <laughs> where you split halfway down,
1: halfway, you know, like second chorus or something? Let's go with Snow Patrol. Go on then.
2: Coldplay
0: in demand.
1: This is Coldplay in demand. Uh, we've got chat with Chris and Johnny on the way. Final part with Will and Guy right now. Um, let's talk about the success and how you deal with it personally. Does it ever? Has it ever got to the point where? You are overwhelmed by what you've achieved as a group.
3: Yes, I think even though we've played in stadiums before, I think for some reason um, the last little run of stadiums in the UK—you know—it certainly hit me that you know we've come a long way, and um, I I suppose it's it's reaching a point where I can actually look back at everything we've done and and enjoy it because I think up until now we've just been so forward-thinking and just looking as to watch around the corner that we have you know we've never really had a break and we've never stopped to sort of and you know enjoy all of the places we've been and all of the albums that we've made so i think it's reaching a point now where um it just it just feels incredibly um special you know our friendship that we've had and the things that we've gone through you know you know i question whether we were you know we're so lucky to have formed the band when we did and um, I just wonder if, if there's really going to be a sort of room for new bands and artists to come along and, and be able to have the experiences that we've had along the way. I think it's a very different world that we live in now in terms of the music industry. So it's constantly overwhelming, you know. It's amazing, and I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Oh, that's very I Will. Thank, <laughs> thank you very you. much. Thank you. Thanks, a Thanks.
0: Lot. There's more Coldplay
3: in demand
0: next
1: you're listening to Coldplay In Demand, a very special night. I'm Alex James. We've already heard from Guy and Will. Right now, joined by Chris Martin and Johnny. Guys, how are you?
4: We're really great, thank you. Well, I'm really great. How are you, John? I'm pretty well, too. Yeah.
1: Thank you for having us backstage here in Sunderland. Um, loving the backstage area, especially the table tennis table. Yes. How important is table tennis to Coldplay?
4: Well, it's very important to uh, become great at table tennis uh, before you get to 40. Uh,
5: then then you move on to a pool.
4: Do you? Yeah, I think. Oh, well, you'd know you're 47. <laughs> no, you're not. No, we, we love table tennis. Well, some of us do. I love it. Johnny, not so much. I don't
1: mind it. So what's it like backstage on a day-to-day basis? Is it pretty manic or is it pretty relaxed?
4: It's good, but I want to go back to table tennis because I had a, I had a fantasy in my head of going to the Olympics and being in the crowd for the table tennis and then one of the British players gets sick or something and they say, listen, is there anyone in here who can fill in who's British and is really good at table tennis? And I'll be like, well, <laughs> I don't want to be too forward, but <laughs> I suggest myself. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think all this practice is in vain.
1: Well, you know what they say, practice makes perfect. This is Coldplay demand. More chat with Johnny and Chris on the way. This is Charlie Brown Coldplay
0: in demand.
1: This is Coldplay in demand. I'm Alex James right now with Chris and Johnny mm. uh, from Coldplay. Let's talk about the styling yes. of this particular tour and this album as well. Everything is pretty cool and pretty bold.
5: Yes, I think we wanted uh, everything to kind of have the, the feel of um, being
1: very colorful and bright and full of life, So, uh, including our backstage signs. So has it has it been important for you to evolve not just the music but also the image of Coldplay?
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, we it came from us. So, we yes, we made everyone else embrace it. If you see what I mean.
1: Well, you're in charge, so that should be what happens.
4: Well, you know, but like you know, all our backstage stuff and everything that that um, I know it all fits together. We we like that. We're nerdy like that.
1: The music's pretty visual as well, so is it kind of, Do the two go hand in hand?
4: Yes, I think as we're getting older, we feel it's more important for our artwork to look good as we look less good. (laughs) You see what I'm saying?
1: (laughs) One thing that everyone's talking about for the stadium shows and for the arena shows and the X-Factor as well is the the neon wristbands that the audience are getting. So where did that idea come from?
5: Well, it came from a man called Jason Regler who was watching us where was he watching us? Oh, Glastonbury. Glastonbury and, and uh came and approached our fifth member, Phil, and said, I've got this great idea. I've invented these wristbands.
4: Yes. And we said that sounds like the best idea ever. And we love it, and we're so grateful for it.
1: Dishing them out every night must cost you a fortune.
4: Uh every night I think it's about four hundred thousand pounds.
1: What? Yeah. Yeah. Well it
4: looks amazing, <laughs> and you know, and and, and it just makes everyone have a great time most of all us and it just makes you feel like it just feels so magical so so we're just immensely grateful for them
5: we could yeah we could never we played a gig without them in in uh, Los Angeles the other day and it felt so wrong didn't it
4: yeah it felt terrible I think most of the audience felt it <laughs> felt terrible as well well I think people I mean I, I would even if you don't like our music now I, I would say come to the show just to see that <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah, unfortunately it doesn't translate on radio I, ad- I admit Where's wear earplugs and uh, wear earplugs on. bring a book and when the lights come <laughs> on have a look
1: do you think there's any other artists or groups in the music industry at the moment who we can accuse of maybe focusing on style over substance a little bit too much
4: well I, f- I think that you only notice if the image is great and the song isn't if the song isn't great do you see what I mean everything is about songs Everything, and all the other stuff is just the fun on top of it, and the sort of uh, colouring and the icing and stuff. But without the song, you don't have anything really.
1: Who do you think in the industry manages to strike a happy medium between image and music?
4: Uh, Rihanna, well, loads of people. Mm. Well, you know, you got a Lady Gaga is at the the forefront, and when she has an amazing song, you just then you notice how amazing. I mean, all those big pop stars at the moment they have it all down perfectly like Katy Perry has it Rihanna has it uh, Nicki Minaj has it Kanye has it loads of people have it
1: so Chris Martin the radio is yours I'm gonna ask you to introduce a song your favourite song from one of the most iconic pop stars of the moment
4: well I would like to play um I would like to play Telephone by Lady Gaga.
1: Tonight, it's Coldplay.
0: In demand.
1: Gaga and Beyonce demanded by Chris Martin here on In Demand with Telephone.
4: Isn't Beyonce incredible? She's the perfect mix of everything.
1: Well, you're pretty biased because you're best mates with her husband.
4: She's got it or she's the queen.
1: There is more from Coldplay. In demand on the way. Next, hear more from Coldplay.
0: Speaking exclusively to Alex James on In Demand.
1: This is Coldplay In Demand. I'm Alex James. uh, Right now in the presence of greatness, Chris Martin and Johnny Buckland. Now, you guys have been confirmed for the closing ceremony for the Paralympics. How do you feel about doing an event like that?
4: You know, we were so honoured to be asked. We got asked like a year ago. So that's been being planned for a long time. And we're really getting into the nuts and bolts of it at the moment. And uh, it's just such an honour to be a part of it.
1: When you're doing stadium dates and you're doing events like the Paralympics and X Factor and these kind of things is it just a no-brainer for you or do you long to play intimate venues again?
4: We're having the best time of our lives uh, our audiences are, have been incredible
5: I d- yeah we've never enjoyed playing live as much as we are now
4: so I think what we do next will probably be something quite small but that doesn't mean we don't love doing the big stuff. But it's probably probably good for us to mix it up a bit. You can't keep trying to get bigger and bigger. You can't try and compete with Take That. Is my point. So we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> not.
1: They don't have neon wristbands, though. They don't, but they no. do have
4: Robbie Williams, and Gary Barr. They have all. They have those five handsome men. And you don't need wristbands when you've got that much talent in the looks department.
1: When you start planning the stadium shows and the massive, massive arena tour, how long does it take to develop? When do you start planning? Um, about a year before we go on the road, we start thinking about
5: what's going to happen, who's going to do what, what kind of stage.
4: It all mixes together. I find, we, especially with our last two records, M- Milo and uh, Viva La Vida, we sort of we have our own studio so we kind of build the world that the album exists in at the same time as we're making the music we start painting or drawing or taking things out of magazines and so all sort of like a big collage and so the show the tour becomes a part of that conversation as well
1: do you take inspiration from any of the bands or performers or anything like that
4: um we we look to everything
1: yes not just bands
4: Def, in fact you try and look least at bands because that's what you want to stay away from so obviously we, it's easy to compare what we do to another group of four men from Britain or you know what I mean because we look the same but uh, so we try not to reference those acts stuff as much as we would look at films or artists yeah.
1: So, if you were to, if I had to put you on the spot and you had to choose a live act mm. um, who you totally respect that we could play on in demand right
4: now, who would you choose? Well, I would select Oasis. I don't know who you would select.
5: Um, I, well, I'm quite looking forward to seeing the Stone Roses again. Oh, let's select them. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, which which Stone Roses track would you like?
4: I think you'd have to say Waterfall.
1: Coldplay
0: in demand.
1: This is Coldplay in demand playing the Stone Roses and Waterfall, Coldplay's choice tonight. I'm Alex James, backstage at the Stadium of Light. And guys, thank you very much for chatting to us. You're about to go on stage here at the Stadium of Light. 55,000 fans. Do you still get nervous?
4: No. Not with this show, particularly because we there's so much rain around that we just we, there's no time to be nervous. You're just thinking about whether you're going to, you know, Fall whether those pianos are. underwater, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And is everybody okay out there?
1: It's pretty rainy tonight, so th- are, you, are you frightened you might slip?
4: Not slip, but well, you don't want it to be too wet because then you feel like people might not have such a good time. And also our stage at the moment doesn't have a roof, which was hmm. probably asking an error of It was of design. definitely <laughs> asking for trouble, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we like, we l- I like being in the same weather as everyone watching. Do you know what I mean?
1: Is it still the best feeling in the world to play massive gigs like this?
4: It's the best feeling. Well, it's a couple of other good ones. But it's it's amazing.
1: Guys, thank you very much for chatting. It's been an absolute honour um, to chat to you guys tonight. Thank you very much. Have an amazing gig. Thank you. And it's your chance to experience Coldplay live next from the Stadium of Lights.
0: Coldplay in demand.